Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back to another one of our special Monday Lives. So hope this one finds you well wherever you are uh, and uh, indeed whatever platform you're watching us this evening because uh, we are streaming as ever across the known universe, apart from YouTube, of course. Um, I think I did tell you that after last week's uh, Monday stream, I was given a second strike from our good pals at YouTube. So I'm not wasting my breath uh, sending anything over to that pro-censorship um, uh, digital gulag. I'm not there, but we are on, actually, we're on Facebook, lols, uh, and of course, on Twitter, on Getter, and Rumble, and Odyssey, and all the rest of them. So we are on most places. So let me just, before we bring our very special guest on, let me just um, do my usual bit here. just want to bring up uh, the, uh, the Getter stream so I can see some of your comments over there, and Jed will be watching across the other streams as well. So let me just um, get this little bit of... Uh, digital um, messing about, sorted out here. Hang on. Um, it's almost there. It's on. Uh, Let me... Yep, right. That is the getters. Okay, I can see you now. I can see you wherever you are. Now, right. Now, this is an, this is, this is an interesting one. Um, uh, after, I mean, we've had lots of people on here, the stream since we've been doing this uh, over the, uh, the last while. And I don't think there's been anyone where there's been a better reaction and more requests. You gotta have them back. You gotta have them back than the guy I'm about to bring on the stream with me. Now, you may remember last year, uh, we, um, we, we, we covered uh, the issue of the uh, sinking of the Titanic, or was it? And we had a uh, really great chat on that with uh, uh, Mr. John uh, Hamer. And with that, and without any further ado, I'd like to welcome John back on the stream. So welcome, John. Thank you, Hi, David. John. It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a while, but yes. Hi. It, it, it has been. Good to be back. Yeah, it's going it's going fine, John. And as I say, the audience responded so well to you the last time you were here. On, on the topic that was of great interest right. to, to, to me, the, the whole so-called Titanic. And I think you've done a great job um, uh, convincing us that uh, the thing that went to the bottom of the Atlantic wasn't the Titanic. So that was a really good one. Really enjoyed that one. And uh, I think, you know, there are, yes. uh, there are some topics, John, that sort of stand out over the last hundred years, last century or whatever. Uh, the thing of the Titanic was one of them. Now, there are other big events that happened. You know, we could talk about, we could talk about Pearl Harbor, maybe. We could talk about 9-11. Um, we could talk about different things like that we could talk about. But I think one of the big seminal events, John, of, of the last century was what, it, what, it, what happened in Dallas, back in November 1963, namely yeah. the, uh, the execution, the, the assassination of, of JFK, which I know our American audience will be fascinated with. But yes. to be honest, so, so are the Brits. We're all fascinated, in particular, John, your own interpretation of it. So, so listen, let, yeah. let's, let's, this is John's book, everybody, just off the top. JFK, a very British coup. The definitive truth of the assassination. So there it is, uh, folks. Go and buy it. Uh, support John. Yep. Make sure that uh, you do that. But John, as I say, I mean, the, the we were saying just before we came on the stream, lots of people have their different interpretations of what happened on that day. 
But the one thing that I suspect most of us have in common is we're not really that confident that what we were told happened was the actual thing that happened. So, you know, with, without further ado, yeah. John, talk us through, you know, starting from the beginning, you know, what, what, what came to fruition on that day? Yeah, well, obviously, um, it was a very, very significant event. I think the significant, not just in terms of the US presidency. I mean, I think yeah. the worldwide significance was was, was mm -hmm. significant. <laughs> to yeah. a bit of tautology there. Um, you know, the, the whole thing was, as you as you say, use the word execution. It was absolutely an execution. It was uh, it was done under the uh, auspices of a, a Masonic ritual called the Killing of the King, which was was used in this nation of Abraham Lincoln and all the assassination of Prince which you know, just to name a few, apparently, a mm -hmm. Freemasonic-based exit ritual execution. As I say, it's known as the killing of the king. But what I'm going to talk about today, uh, obviously with your permission, is I'm not going to talk about the actual mechanics of the execution. I think everyone knows this world was just you know, even I would I would estimate ninety percent of the world knows that it was just a pattern because that, that story is just so ridiculous. For a moment, so I'm not going to concentrate on the whys and wherefore because nobody really knows exactly what happened specifically. Uh, there are so many different theories, so many different um, you know people have so many different ideas as to the actual mechanics of how it all happened um you know the actual execution yeah. assassination yeah i yeah. would like to concentrate on tonight it all eyes and wherefores and the who's okay and who was involved and why yeah. basically so there's a very broad background story to it which which i will cover so much information in my book it, it would just be impossible to even do it semi-justice in, in a broadcast like this so i mean i know this is a blatant but i would encourage anyone who is vaguely interested in you know the the, the story after the about it to buy the book because it's just a, it's a massive amount of information in there that i couldn't possibly cover in a short yeah. you know, time scales yeah, no, no, John, and I, I agree. In actual fact, I mean, again, before we this, came on our, yeah, we, talked, um, we talked about the but, Titanic book, and I recommend everyone buys that yeah. because there's lots of information in that, but there's even the more information. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank yeah. you. So, so what, what do I mean by <clears throat> the title of my book, JFK, a very British coup? Yeah. Um, right. Well, a coup, for those who are not aware, spelled C-O-U-P. Well, the Wikipedia de definition of a coup is, it's also known as a putsch, a gulp, or simply as a coup, which, which means the overthrow of an existing government. Okay, so typically this refers to an illegal, unconstitutional seizure of power by a dictator, the military, or a political faction. Okay, so that's the Wikipedia definition. Now, Going back uh, to the war days of, of, of JFK, which is, is important, and there's lots of other background stuff that I'm going to come on to, but let's start there. The first book ever written about Kennedy was, was called PT-109, which was a very exaggerated, over-dramatized, 
melodrama basically by a guy named Robert Donovan and it was all about Kennedy's World War II experiences and I believe that that book helped define him as a man and it and it kind of sold this all-conquering all-American hero to the people as, as a worthy president you know and, and since the assassination there have been books about every imaginal aspect of the Kennedy um, mystique if you like including all his illicit relationships of which there were many and I think around 2000 Kennedy assassination conspiracy books. Um, so mine is just one of those, but I, I do believe it is a completely unique take on exactly the background to what happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, John, John, just to say, sorry, before we go any further, just for a second, I don't know if you've got yeah. a mobile phone, but if you have got a mobile phone, if you can turn it off, that would be good because... I think your right. your wife your Wi-Fi is a little bit um a little bit up and down. We need to be able to hear your every word. Sorry. <laughs> so, so if you if you just turn it off, John, it it um it helps sometimes. Okay. When we've got yeah yeah. So back to you, John. So yeah uh, yeah. yeah So um you know I think. Um, you know, given given all the countless newspaper, magazine articles, scores, hundreds of documentaries, films, radio and TV analysis, you'd be forgiven for assuming that the masses, even 60 years after the event, would be a little bit more enlightened as to what really happened to Kennedy on that date in Dallas. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. In fact, the waters are even more muddied now than ever before. And the British Crown Empire and their assets who planned and executed the plot couldn't be more satisfied with all their efforts at concealment of the real truth. So what do we mean by the British Crown Empire, which appears in the title of the book, obviously, the British coup. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I'm sure people are already silently asking themselves what the hell that's supposed to mean. Please bear with me for now, um, but I'll come on to that. But a massive overload of information, misinformation, distortion, lies and propaganda involved in the cover-up as we know you know was lee harvey oswald the lone assassin was there a conspiracy how many bullets were fired how many shooters were so on so on so on um but you know it's it's a fact it's true to say that the more evidence that's revealed the more exposure and attention to which the jfk assassination is subjected the more it becomes confusing and the easier it is to ridicule and dismiss all the evidence. People are already predisposed to analyze the evidence based on their own media engendered preconceptions and perceptions. And, and this is true of everything, not just the Kennedy assassination, but the media has a very heavy influence on our beliefs, as you know. Yeah. Yep. So it's that same conditioning from the media yep. that, that gives us this all trusting belief in our institutions, you know, our so-called leaders, and you know and this is shared by 99 percent of the masses and this allows the globalist cabal to literally get away with murder anytime it chooses to do so you know whether that be a senior politician a celebrity or bombing a star or starving country into submission you know the masses are too busy with their everyday lives to be concerned with what's really going around um you know other than latent deceptions and the lies spewed out from televisions 24 7. Let's, let's look a little bit about what I mean by uh, the Crown Empire and the City of yeah. London Corporation, because yeah. this is the entity behind 
the JFK assassination, according to my research. You know, probably it, it's this is this is the entire premise upon which the, my theory in the book is based, and that is the British connection. And it, and mm. this neatly explains the entire background. You know, world polit politics today is almost exclusively governed by the British Crown Empire. The Crown, by the Crown, I don't just mean the British monarchy, but it's an ultra, ultra powerful entity that completely dominates and oversees the world and world politics. Um, you know, the city of London actually became a sovereign state in 1694. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and this was followed immediately by the Bank of England, uh, which, which is, uh, as, as most people know, especially in, in the truth of the world, then, you know, it, it is a private institution and not a public institution. And this has morphed now into the globalist banking cabal who, who today run the entire financial world. You know, so I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that the entire world is ruthlessly governed by this crown empire, which is the city of London. Mm. I don't expect mm. anyone to simply take my word for all this stuff. I'd encourage anyone interested to themselves. You know, yeah. so interestingly enough, this crown empire is not subject to the UK Parliament in any way at all. It's a totally into no legally elected authority, and it's a sovereign state within a state, exactly like. Washington DC and Vatican City. But the city of London is the financial hub of the world, yet it's a privately owned organization with no public accountability. Now, I think everyone knows that the Rothschilds are, are involved in the banking. You know, they're, they're the major players in the, in the worldwide banking cabal, um, along with something called the Committee of 300. And the Crown includes following multi-generational family names. Okay, so we have Rockefeller, Gore, Greenspan, Kissinger, Crumman, Powell, Gates, Buffett, and Bush. And there are more than that, but those are just the, the, the ones that people will instantly recognize. Yeah. For 95 years, the people of the United States were dependent on Britain, but that ended in 1871, because what happened in 1871 the original constitution for the United States of America was changed surreptitiously and replaced by the constitution of the United States of America in all capital letters. And so since that day, 1871, the US president and the United States Congress has been operating under an entirely different set of rules and policies. US citizens and the rest of the world are totally unaware of the two distinctly different constitutions of the United States. Now, at this time, what happened was Congress realized that the country was in dire financial straits. It was back, it was bankrupt. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the US went bankrupt in 1871. So they made a financial pact with the Crown, also known as the City of London, which incurred a never-ending debt to the Vatican. Okay. But mm. the Canadian Pope and his banker cohorts at that time were not about to lend the, the still the still fledgling nation of the United States any money without some seriously onerous stipulations. So they devised this sinister plan to subsume control of the US back under the jurisdiction of the Crown. And so the Act of 1871 was passed by Congress. 
with no constitutional authority to do so. And it created a separate form of government for the District of Columbia. And with that the passing of that act, it became a city state on a par with the city of London and Vatican, mm. as I say. And this was named the District of Columbia, DC for short, and which is located on 10 square miles of land in the heart of Washington. Now, like its sister city-states, the DC has its own flag and its own independent constitution. Um, and, you know, so they, they all that information unbelievable in many respects to some, but I do assure you that it's the absolute truth. Again, I'd encourage anyone to do their own research topic. Don't trust me for any reason at all. I don't want you to believe me. I want you to go away and I want you to do your own research. Then mm -hmm. you will know that yeah. I'm telling the truth here. And a few minutes spent investigating it for yourself will absolutely confirm that everything I've outlined is totally correct. So given all that information, it's perhaps now less difficult to understand that anyone, one, and Kennedy being a president, to go against these powers would undoubtedly be risking his life by openly and frequently scorning these entities by attempting to take back his own country, which is what JFK did, and, and we'll come on to this in, in a little while. Now, he was well known as being his own man and not someone who'd meekly bow down yeah. to any kind of authority. And he had many indiscretions and constant ongoing battles with loyal crown. Uh, acolytes and institutions, uh, people like Lyndon Johnson, J. Edgar Hoover, the big oil interest in Texas was a big ad adversary of his, the Bush dynasty, of course, the Bushes were well involved in, in, in the assassination mm -hmm. itself. You know, the, there was the, the it, it came into conflict with the newly emerging at that time state of Israel, Zionism in general, and lots and lots of other divisions of the crown. And this would ultimately prove his downfall. I think it was actually pretty naive of Kennedy to believe that he could actually get away with what he attempted to do. But maybe he wasn't in possession of the full facts. Nobody really knows. And perhaps he was unclear about exactly who and what unimaginable wealth and power he was actually setting himself up against. Hmm. Right. So, OK. Now, JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy, was actually yeah, a high-ranking mafia asset. And we shouldn't underestimate the power of the mafia here. It was, it's also a very, very influ influential Crown Empire player. J uh, JFK Senior, uh, sorry, J Joseph Kennedy Joseph, was yeah. involved heavily in bootlegging uh, during the Prohibition mm -hmm. era. And he made an absolute massive fortune from it, hundreds of millions. And, and in those days, hundreds of millions was real money. OK, yeah. it's pretty good now. But in those days, um, it was massive. Yeah. And he, had, he also had extensive interests in the movie industry as well. He was a very, very, very wealthy man. Now, Joe, JFK's dad, invested much of this huge fortune in securing the election of, a, of someone by the name of Franklin Delano Roosevelt as president uh, in his election campaign in the 1930s, and he actually became FDR's senior advisor. Now, all of that and lots of other services that Joe provided, he became invaluable to the Crown because FDR was a Crown agent. And as a result, he was given a promise that his eldest son would one day become president. And this is very significant. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we also need to understand, and I think probably a lot of people do already, that all presidents, prime ministers are selected and not elected. 
<laughs> as with all yeah. governments under the Crown Empire. Now, at that time, Joe Kennedy's eldest son was Joseph Kennedy Jr. Okay, not JFK. JFK was the second son. But unfortunately, uh, Joe Jr. was was killed in World War Two. So obviously, the the the, uh, the 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 role of senior, uh, you know, eldest son was passed down to JFK. Now, in 1957. Joe took John and his wife Jackie to see Harry Nassus, you know, another famous figure. He was a high-ranking Crown acolyte at the time, very, very high-ranking Crown acolyte. They went to see him on his yacht, ostensibly to, to introduce Jack, but more importantly to remind Anassas of an old Mafia promise from the bootlegging days, and that was the president's presidency for a Kennedy. And the all-powerful Arist Aristotle Anassis approved of what he saw in Jack once he'd met him, and he agreed. The mafia, the underworld, the intelligence services and the military, the politicians, corporations have always served the globalist banking system, also known as the Crown, very well. And by 1958, hordes of mafia-selected, purchased, and supported grassroots candidates have been placed into office. And this is just typical of what goes on through. This is not just what happened in the 1950s. This is a long situation. This is what's happening all the time. So there was a there was a very famous close election between Kennedy and Nixon in 1960. And as this new, uh, either way. You know, for, for an asset read the crown, they would win because they got complete control over both candidates. In fact, the 1960 campaign for the White House was the first so called modern presidential election with the first televised debate. And just as with stave, staged TV wrestling bouts, they both knew what the outcome would be. Kennedy was promoted as the young, energetic, and confident guy, whilst Nixon was made to look uncomfortable, shifty, devious character. And so Kennedy was selected as president based on his father's total assurance that he would be a team player with the globalists right up to the election itself. Kennedy was confident and obviously with good reason of coming out victorious. But in less than three years in office, he'd crossed virtually every influential faction there was mm. the mafia. Nassis himself, the Roman Catholic Church, the CIA, the FBI, the military industrial complex, big oil, the Federal Reserve, the military establishment, and especially the British Crown and Israel, all of which is controlled, of course, by the British Crown, as I say. So in short, it completely transgressed against the entire globalist hierarchy in one way or another. And for that, absolutely unforgivable sin of sins. He wouldn't just simply be impeached or quietly assassinated by poison, like so many American presidents had been before him, many of which, you know, is not public knowledge. He would, in fact, be made an absolute monumental example of a as a stunningly spectacular warning to others who might consider straying from mm. their prescribed agendas. In fact, mm. it would be richly, as you quite rightly said at the beginning, David, it would be richly publicly executed in the most violent way imaginable.
the thing mm. the catalyst for it at the, at the end of the day was that jfk issued something called executive order one 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 zero and that was to which enabled them to print his own debt-free currency which bypassed yes. the fed it did yep. in 1963 yeah yeah yep. um, a lot of people are aware of this but i believe that this was the straw that broke the camel's back as it had been you know strangely for not maybe not strangely and lincoln years previously because lincoln introduced some and he was assassinated very shortly afterwards in fact mm. the uh, the similarities between the kennedy and the lincoln assassinations are absolutely staggering um but let me give you a quote from a guy called uh, james shelby downard here he said, the killing of the king is a Masonic ritual dating back to the murder of Hiram Abiff in King Solomon's temple in Masonic legend. Since then, the forces of darkness, all these guises, have used similar ritualized murders to dispose of their enemies all down the ages. The assassination of JFK was one such episode. Masonry does not believe in murdering a man in just any old way. And in the JFK assassination, it went to incredible lengths and took great risks in order to make this heinous act of theirs correspond to the ancient fertility oblation of the killing of the king. Now, the, as I said, the, the, the similarities between the Kennedy and Lincoln assassinations are, are absolutely staggering. And I'm going to read them. I've got the list here in front of me, and this appears in my book. I'm reading from a book right now. Okay, so Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. John Kennedy was elected to Congress in 1946. Lincoln was elected president in 1860. Kennedy was elected president in 1960. The names Lincoln and Kennedy both have seven letters. Both were embroiled in civil rights issues. Both their wives lost children while in the White House. Both men were shot on a Friday. Both were shot in the head. Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy. Kennedy's secretary was named Lincoln. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Both successors were named Johnson. And Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, was born in 1808. Lyndon Johnson, who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Lincoln, was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. Both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are comprised of Lincoln Ford Theatre and Ford built Lincoln Continental Car. Booth escaped from a theatre and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald escaped from a warehouse and was caught in a theatre. Uh, so well, that's just amazing to me. And personally, I don't believe in coincidence. The no. murders of both JFK and Lincoln were totally realistic, ritualistic in design, I believe. And the fact yeah, that neither yeah, I mean, the story of the current... Yeah, that's a remarkable... Sorry, John, that's a remarkable list of coincidences. I mean, well, you're right. I, I think, John, at this point, anyone who believes in coincidence isn't paying attention. That is remarkable. Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so, so... So, yeah, um, 
So, so let's move the story on a bit. So, 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 so all these massive similarities and, and what you're saying is essentially then a ritual public killing. I guess the thing as well, John, is back in 19, well, when Lincoln was assassinated, we didn't have the media, but in 63, we had TV. Yeah. And so it was a, it was a public yeah. global execution, yes. probably the first one we've ever seen, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's of um, there's a lot of information um, regarding the the so-called Zapruder film, which is the the famous film that everybody sees of you know the the shot uh, from that allegedly allegedly came from Oswald, but which blows Kennedy's head backwards like that, and and, and all yeah. the back of his head explodes. That that I I've I've looked into that in massive detail, and I, and I not just me, but I and other have concluded that that film is a total fake it, it is not real none of it is real that that film was was created as a result of all the conspiracy theories flying around uh regarding you know that what really happened and i think the hmm. cia actually manufactured that film it took them a long time to do it because the technology wasn't as as uh, advanced as it is today obviously 60 years ago but they did do it eventually and eventually that film saw the light today and it was and it was known as the zapruder film because it, it was allegedly shot by a guy called abraham zapruder who was a 33rd degree freemason <laughs> what a shock um so yeah again in the book i go into all details about how that was how that was faked and why and and all the background to that as well and, and that in itself is just a fascinating um uh, just a fascinating example of, of of the lengths that they will go to 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 cover up their their crimes basically mm. so yeah i mean it, it, it's, it's like say, you know you know unfortunately uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, thing. it's just it's just going to be little sound bites here and there, unfortunately. You know, so yeah, yeah I mean, the, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, it, the fact that the fact that um, Oswald wasn't the actual murderer is irrelevant uh, because it's the perception by the masses of the ritual and the ritualized account that is the critically important factor. Then they don't care about the details. It's just that. It's it's the it's the ritualistic aspect of it themselves. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there's there's sort of mountain of both circumstantial and physical evidence, plus hundreds of eyewitness testimonies, including those who sadly did not survive the cult, because there was a cull after the event. And again, I, I go into massive detail about this in the book, of more than 250 people who were connected to the assassination and who died in very strange events following that event. And this mm. also points very strongly to a high-level crown globalist involvement. And I think it's fair to conclude that it was certainly not an individual, no one government who did this. Uh, and neither was it one isolated group such as the CIA, the Mafia, the MI MI6, the Secret Service, the FBI, the Cubans, etc. I mean, whilst in each of them those individual elements may have had their own specific agendas and motives for carrying out the coup, but that, it was certainly that. There's no doubt that the assassination was a result of an extensive, highly organised and co coordinated campaign, which of necessity involved almost every element of the American establishment, 
and indeed much of the British and to, to a certain extent the Israeli establishment too. Now, um, you know, uh, I, I don't believe it was together at all. I think it was more like the brainchild of the, uh, the British Special Operations Executive SOE. And again, I, I go into great detail about that and, and who was working for those people at the time. You know, people like Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond stories, he was heavily involved in the planning of this assassination, um, as was um, uh, a, a man by the name of Roald Dahl, who was a famous children's author. Yep. He, was a, he was a British crowd yeah. agent as well. That's amazing. <laughs> God, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know about Roald Dahl. I, I, I yeah, the, uh, regarding Ian Fleming, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So, so are you saying, John? There for that, the the British intelligence forces were were they the guiding power then behind what happened on that day? Totally. Yeah, they they were the they were the organizers and they were the coordinators. And the uh, instigators of it, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, another interesting fact that I, I guess m not many people are aware of is that he was originally planned to be assassinated in Chicago the month before. So in October 1963, he did a he did a motorcade tour in Chicago, and he was originally meant to be assassinated then. But unfortunately, what happened? There was a leak, and and it got out, so they had to change the plans. So they were a lot more careful the second time around, and they made sure that there were no leaks, and and they pulled it off that time. But yeah, it, it was it was originally uh, uh, meant to be assassinated in Chicago. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of little snippets that that, that are springing to mind now as as we talk. But you know, they're just little sound bites. But uh, yeah, mm. you know that that. You know that you've got the other thing we've got to consider is you know the, the most effective way to bring down any politician and any type corporate tycoon tv personality or a movie star is to smear them with allegations of some kind of sexual misconduct conduct yep so why were the perpetrators of this not satisfied with simply smearing and impeaching kennedy which they could have done quite easily you know mm. or they could as I said they could have poisoned him you know, because that's been the fate of many, and, and again, this is covered in others of my books, um, the, the whole raft, and there is a large number, a surprising number of American presidents over the year who have actually been murdered, but it's gone down as a natural death. Okay, so, yeah, so, you know, it's my absolute belief that just impeaching Kennedy for sexual misdemeanors was nothing like, you know, you know not only did the globalists need to dispose of JFK, for the sake of the gender, they had to do it in something that would leave a, an absolute indebting on the pages of history books and, and create some lasting legacy that would you know, be there. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, John, just to interrupt. Sorry, John, there's a little bit of a, a delay on the stream here, but just can I ask you as an aside, Marilyn Monroe then, so was so so was she taken out as well for this as part of the the same kind of why was she yeah who killed her Monroe? Sorry, yeah, yeah, Marilyn Monroe. So who so why was she taken out then? What did she know that she had to be killed? Uh, Diana. 
No, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Sorry, John. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. Okay. Again, I go into massive detail in the book about this as well. Well, JFK knew that he was being watched. He knew that he was under scrutiny, but he was so strong-willed that he didn't care. Right. And he, Mm. all his sexual liaisons, he used those women as conduits to get out the message of what was really going on because he absolutely detested the globalist agenda. And he was the last American president to actually stand up to these people. He, He knew that the only privacy that he would ever have in any way, shape or form would be with the secret sexual liaisons. So he was actually imparting information to people like Marilyn Monroe and all his other conquests. Uh, not maybe not all his other conquests, but at least some of his other conquests, so that yeah. they could get the message out. And, that yeah. and he also let slip a lot of secrets. Monroe and she was blabbing about them. So you know, it was an it was a natural thing. She was obviously murdered as well. Um, he actually had an affair with, um, for those people who, who are aware of or remember the Profumo affair in in, uh, in Britain in 1962, I think it was, uh, the, um, um, the, the, the the scandal whereby John Profumo, the, the Minister of Defence, uh, was having a sexual liaisons with a call girl named uh, Christine Keeler and Mandy Rice Davis. At the same time as one of the as a, as a Russian as a known Russian KGB agent was having liaisons, well, JFK spent some time in England, and he also had a liaison with a lady by the name of Marielle Novotny, who was who was known as a Russian spy. And uh, again, you know, again, it was an attempt to try to to bring. The powers that be to heal, but I mean, it was it was a ridiculous, futile attempt. It was never going to win on its own. But it was a very headstrong, very strong-willed guy who who wouldn't, you know, who listen to advice. He wouldn't listen to reason. He thought he knew best. Quite arrogant, really. You know, in many ways, he was a good man. You know, but he was no angel, obviously. But in many ways, he was a good man, and he did have his country's best interests at heart. So he tried in vain. To do his best because he could see what was coming he knew he knew what the agenda was you know and we're experiencing that agenda now he knew that you know the only way to kind of save the country from these evil entities was to try and expose it and that's what he tried to do through his sexual liaisons or at least some of them mm-hmm. um and so that's what got because she was the most prominent she was the most high you know the highest pro and she she, um, she was very indiscreet, you know, and uh, she, she also had an affair with Robert Kennedy, his brother. You know, the two of them were <laughs> mm. at it, shall we say, <laughs> you know, yeah. both Robert and John, you know, JFK. Um, so there was all sorts of political intrigue going on around that time. Again, I, I go into much more detail in the book. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, very convoluted. Um, so what I was saying was that, you know, it's my belief that just impeaching Kennedy was nothing like enough. You know, they needed to make an example of him and they needed to to do it in such a way that would, you know, make any future president or prime minister of any country think twice about going against their agenda. Um, you know, you know, so what what could have been more emphatic than an extremely public 
and humiliating execution so shocking caused that um it um you know it was destined to be played out forever on tv screens and magazines and as a reminder to any future upstart with ideas above their station of who's really in control so yeah um you know, yeah. So I mean, it, yeah. sorry, go on, David. Yeah. No, I was going to say, John. The thing is that what happened—the the imagery—it it, it, it traumatized. Well, maybe not the world, but it traumatized America, and and had an impact around the world as well in a way that nothing, yeah, nothing before that probably ever did. And arguably, nine eleven might have, but but back in sixty three, that was something right off the scale wasn't it in terms of as you said yeah, john the sending of the message well i mean i'm old david I'm, I'm old enough to remember it you know i i can remember coming home from school that day i was i think i was 11 years old i'm showing my age now and uh, and i remember seeing it on the on the news on tv when when we switched it on and uh, my grandma was visiting at that time and she was crying in the chair it, it did have a massive impact on on the entire world it did traumatize you know the entire western world i guess you know especially america of course because that's what you know that you know the americans loved him didn't they? he was the archetypal you know poster boy of all american heroes wasn't he and you know, and, and it was a massive, massive blow, and it, and it was intended to be that. It was intended to traumatize everybody, and it was intended to be a message um, to to anyone who ever dared uh, go against them. Um, the, I don't know if you're aware of a, a, an American comedian who's sadly dead now. He died very young. A guy called Bill Hicks. Um, he he did, he had this this. Um, this this little skit that he did, and it, and it and it and it went something like he said, and it's a fascinating subject. So fascinated by it. He says, I, I just imagine he says that um, forevermore after that assassination, whenever a new president had been inaugurated, they take him down into this smoky room in the basement of the White House, the assassination before that looked suspiciously off the grassy knoll, he said, and then, you know, the, the film ends, the, the projector shuts down, and this big guy with a cigar stands up and says, any questions, Mr. President? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think that would be yeah, well, that, well, that's it. I mean, the, the thing is that yeah. he he probably was the 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 last American president to challenge. Although, actually, just FYI, do, do you think Trump was an exception, yeah. or do you think Trump was controlled? Yeah. Sorry, John, did did you hear that? The question was, do do you? Sorry, think... David, I lost there for a minute. Yes, just no, just, I lost just wanting to know about. Trump, do you think Trump was an exception or do you think Trump understood that, you know, that movie would be shown and therefore he had to stay within boundaries? What, what do you think about Trump? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I am very ambivalent about Trump. I mean, some of, some of what he does seems to 
bear out the idea that he, he's he's leading the opposition and he's, he's the head of the, the Q establishment and all this. And yet a lot of other stuff that he does seems to me to to do the opposite. So I'm, I'm very open-minded about it. I honestly don't know. Um, mm. I tend to lean slightly mm. towards the he's just another establishment figure angle. But, yeah. Mm. Mm. See, someone's oh, asked the question yeah. there, John. What What do you think about Roger Stone's book on JFK? I'm not familiar with it. Sorry. Um, mm. Yeah. What, what What's the What's the uh, uh, synopsis of that? I don't know if the, if the person could actually tell yeah, me that. Sorry. I, I might. Yeah. Sorry. It, but I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Anyway, There's John, so, it's your. So many books. It's your book that we're interested in tonight. Just your book. We're not interested in other people's books. So, 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 like as you say, like so, so your your synopsis is you very distinctive from any other book I've read about the, the, what happened. But the thing that I like, John, about your book is that as time goes on and we see all the stuff that's happened. Um, certainly, you know, 9-11 and the rest of it. Um, we've got reasons to question an awful lot of the stuff that we're being told. You know, I mean, I think at one point uh, somebody said Absolutely. to me, you know, you know, if you're conspiracy, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist. And I'm now saying if you're not a conspiracy theorist, there's something wrong with you because you're not you're not seeing what's going <laughs> on. And, you know, and, and of course, John, that yeah. brings us back to because of course the, the, am I right in thinking that the whole um, sort of the, the the American the CIA and whatnot uh, FBI they came up with the mockingbird media conspiracy theory um, or conspiracist conspiracist uh, uh, sort of put down mm -hmm. to stop anybody anybody from asking too many questions absolutely I mean it's in fact amongst troopers that yeah there's the, the cursive theory epithet, you know, uh, was was coined by the CIA, and in, in order to discredit anyone who goes against any any a, a, any agenda-driven plot that they might come up with, and it works, you know, because people just use that as a as an instant dismissal of any anything that they regard as being going against the agenda. You know, just oh, that's just a conspiracy theory, you know. But that, when you think about it, what what does what does conspiracy mean? Conspiracies. It comes from a Latin word, conspire, meaning to breathe together. So it's just people who are getting together to actually uh, expose lies. You know, it's people who are breathing together or believing the same things. And that's what cons to conspire means. So are, mm -hmm. are people who decry these so-called conspiracy theories really seriously telling us that, that rich and powerful men do not get together to plot to make their agenda uh, real, to make their fortunes greater. If so, then it's they that are the delusional ones and not us, you know, because yeah, that's, right. that's, because that's that, human nature. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Gonna yeah, John, because I mean, in, yeah. in a way, um, that was so, part of the, the Titanic Olympic story as well, wasn't it? Powerful men, wealthy interests um, coming together and it's, mm -hmm. Why, why would it be any different in the 1960s than it was in 1912? It, it, well, exactly. I mean, it's been the same. It's been the same old year, David, not just the... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we're getting sound break up here, actually, John. Can can you hear me okay? Yep. Not sure if John's oh, able to. I'm back. You're back. You're saying you're 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 definitely going in and out of yeah, it, John. Can I think I can I, I can hear you. Yeah, I think that the Russians must be interfering with us tonight, John. <laughs> As we're uh we're we're getting <laughs> definitely well we're we're getting you, sound you know, David, This happens a lot. Yeah. Sorry, there's really? kind of a delay. This happens a lot on my podcast. So I'm beginning to uh, get paranoid about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are important yeah. truths, John, that you're getting out. So it's really good if the sound quality yeah. is is good. Uh, but I I, 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 some people are saying we should go to audio only. But no, I want to, I want to be able to see you, John. It works better if I can see people. So we'll just stick with this one. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it is, uh, is a wee bit of a delay and stuff, you know, which yeah. makes it a bit tricky. But um, yeah, so John, here's here's one for you. Uh, obviously, Lyndon LBJ, he knew what was going to happen, didn't he? Broken up again. Oh, absolutely, without question. Yeah. I mean, there's a famous um, photograph of, of him being inaugurated in Air Force One, the presidential jet, um, and it, it catch, captures on camera quite. Um, there's, there's one of the senators. I can't remember his name now. Albert something or other. It was it was a senator. He looks across at LBJ and winks as though, and and that LBJ has been inaugurated which was a new log inauguration, by the way, again, which I go into in more detail. Um, and uh, it, it's actually saying that week says to me, we've done it. You know, so, yeah, yeah LBJ was up to his yeah. eyeballs in it. You know, he, he wasn't the actual, he didn't actually take part in the in the assassination itself, but he was certainly involved in the planning of it. Changed. Mm -hmm. For example, yeah. he arranged the seat. He did all the seating arrangements for the different cars in the motorcade, and you know all that motorcade planning was 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 overseen by LBJ, and it was all done in such a such a way. Um, and then the of course during the actual shooting, or slightly before the actual shooting, all the security detail were ordered to stand down. And there's a famous video of them being told to come off the cars. You know. And that's called the um, uh, oh my goodness, my brain, my old brain. Um, it's called Prouty's Law, yeah. And, and Prouty's Law states that um, the when it's ever to, to facilitate a successful assassination, first of all, you have to remove the security detail, and that is exactly what happened. And it happened in so many other assassinations. Uh, and the video is standing down and they're going like, you know, what? You know, they've obviously been told they've got to come off the, because they're all stood on like little platforms on the, on the, that are attached to the sides of the cars. Mm. And they were told, they were, they were beckoned off. Like, and they're going, you know, we can't do that. Yeah. But no, no, they were told, come off. So they see them all looking disconsolate and, and trooping away because obviously with, with the security guard at each corner of the car, which were, that, which were what they had, then the, you know that you you couldn't get a clear shot at, at JFK, so that's obviously mm. why they were stood down. Um, mm. You know, but there's, mm. there's all sorts of theories as to the actual. I cover some of them in the book. One of which is what that it was uh, the the driver did it. And again, there is I, I 
there is some evidence to suggest that that is possible. There is a, a very clear picture of the driver holding something in his hand and firing over his over his right shoulder, or is it his left shoulder in the state? No, it's his right shoulder. Yeah, um, mm. and and don't come to a definitive conclusion as to who I do present several different possible alternative scenarios but there's all sorts of other you know fascinating information such such as the fact that you know there were two Oswalds okay there was Harvey Oswald and there was Lee Oswald and they were two completely different separate people Okay, they've been groomed from children by the FBI or the CIA, hmm. more likely. Uh, not specifically to kill Kennedy, because obviously they didn't know at that point that Kennedy was a going to be president and b going to uh, you know usurp his authority as they saw it. But he'd been they've been groomed specifically for some kind of false flag situation. You know, all the other the two guys are different backgrounds. They looked reasonably similar, but not massively similar. And and you know, I show pictures of both guys. Um, and this is where the confusion comes in because there's a lot of conflicting information about this Lee Harvey Oswald character, which who in fact was a was a composite of two people. Uh, you know, the real Lee Oswald was a, a Russian sympathizer. He could speak fluent Russian, lived in Russia, he married a Russian lady. And Harvey Oswald was a completely different character altogether. He was the university graduate. Uh, he, he was just, and the two didn't know each other. Okay, that, that's the important thing. The two did not know each other. Uh, but this was this ploy was used to sow confusion in the aftermath, because there were eyewitnesses says that say that saw Lee Harvey Oswald in such and such a place at one particular time, and he was seen in a different place at another conflicting time where he couldn't possibly have gone from one place to the other. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's a very interesting scenario in itself, and I and I go into huge detail about that in the book as well. Because it, it, it's a very, very clever ploy, what, what, how they did that. I mean, and it took years and years, decades of preparation and planning just to be used for something like that. Yeah. So, so it was so actually which, Lee Oswald that was shot. You beat me to it. That was my question. Yeah. Which one of them was shot then? It was Lee Oswald that was shot then. Yeah. Not. It was Lee that was shot. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey. Nobody knows what happened to him. I guess he was whisked away by the CIA, given a new identity or whatever, you know, maybe even given a new face. Because, you know, there's a thing you can do. Who knows? But, yeah, it's it's all very fascinating. Um, there, there's yeah. other theories about him being shot from a, a storm drain, a sniper in the storm drain, which which is like a, a kind of a, a hole in the in the edge of the sidewalk. You know where all the the flood water comes. You know when it rains heavily there, the, the water flows in the street and it goes into the storm drain. So there's there's theories about that that somebody shot him from a storm drain. That is possible. You know there's all sorts of possibilities, and this is why I I, I thought it more pertinent to to concentrate on the the actual background to it rather than the actual um, you know uh, mechanics of who shot him and because. 
nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. You know, everything about that is just theory and speculation. We, we mm. can't we can't say definitively yeah. that such and such happened, but we can say de definitively that um, you know, the, the background to it was, as I've described, it was the um, it, it was triggered by the fact that. America went bankrupt in 1871 and was subsumed back into the British Empire uh, via the machinations of the Vatican. And, you know, this is what ultimately led to it, because, um, uh, you know, when, once, once Kennedy started upsetting lots of people, it was a crown empire that, that decided to, to do away with him in a very ritualistic and uh, execution-style murder. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it, it all, it's all, there's all sorts of connections, all sorts of, again, I go into it and I go into, you know, I mentioned briefly about the British Special Operations Executive, you know, I talk about the entire mechanics of how that was all done and, and uh, a lot of that was actually planned from Ian Fleming's um, uh, uh, house in the, in the West Indies. Um, so yeah, there's, there's so much stuff, and then I talk about um, appeared in the movie. Okay, um, yeah, you know the um, people like Clay Shaw uh, and uh, you know various other characters that 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 were, that were involved in that, and how that movie is just propaganda, which it is. It, it purports to be a solution to the to the conspiracy theory, but it, it is just really, it would never have got made, would it, if it was going to tell the truth, let's face it, because Hollywood never tells the truth. Hollywood is just a propaganda machine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so that, I mean, that, that's a giveaway right from the start. They're never going to tell you the truth. So, yeah, I go into that, that movie a little bit as well and, and talk about, you know, the... Uh, hmm. the, the characters involved in that are, are, are real characters, I guess, which has to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I said, I, at least 250. Sorry. So I was going to say, yeah, I mean, the, it was a massive plot, wasn't it, when you think about it, John? And, you know, I think, I think what's coming across is for, for everyone watching this stream, wherever you are, if you want to get. I mean, John's because we're only on this for 60 minutes, we don't have the time to go into the real detail. To get the in-depth analysis, step-by-step, step, detail by detail of all these multiple facets, the best way to get that is to pick up John's book. Uh, somebody, somebody asked, is it available in hardback? I think it's just available in paperback or, or Kindle. There's two different options yes. there. So uh, you, can, you can choose your paperback option. Paperback or Kindle, yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, that, that's that's where the, the, the real detail lies. I think the bit that I wanted to get across on this, John, was yeah. the understanding of the, 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 the if you like, the, the meta picture of it, the fact that... It the was, big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what we wanted, and I think that's what we've achieved, John. I have to say, I, I apologize to our listeners. I, I know we've, we have had problems this evening with the... Um, the audio stuff, there's nothing we can do about that. But I think hopefully you've all had sufficient from John to realize that, uh, yeah, I think uh, you, you, need, you should go and get the book, get the information. And as John said, and John, you, you've said this in every time we've spoken, I think it's very fair minded. What, you're, what you see, what you say to people is, look, don't believe what I say. Go and check it out for yourself. But but I'm providing yes, you yeah. with, you know, big, with, with directions to go and mm -hmm. look at Mm. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. 
yeah, yeah. and uh, as you say as you say david it's um it's been it's far too big a subject to cover in, in one hour it's just not possible so that's why i chose to do it that way rather than rather than you look at the mechanics of the actual assassination which everybody's fairly familiar with um and and just anything that i tried to expand upon with it would only be a theory but i know what i've just talked about in the last hour is, is fact i know it's fact um yeah. you know because it it's you know i've researched yeah. it I researched it for a long, long time before I wrote the book. So, yeah. I think I, th I think the thing that's that is most frightening, John, is if you think that's what they were prepared to do in 1963, right? 63. Mm. What yeah. what else might they have been prepared? We're not we're not getting into that one now. But what else might yeah. these forces be prepared to do? I think that's the that's the absolutely. The big, Big question, you know, but that, that's for another day. Listen, folks, I, I want to thank John very much. John, thanks for thanks for coming on. I, I really appreciate your time being here with, with, with my audiences. Uh, thank you, folks, very much. Again, Paul's for the uh, for some of the sound issues, but I'm sure you got the gist of what John was talking about, and that's the main thing. So uh, I see uh, lots of comments here. Uh, Jason Trussell says, uh, this is an interesting one. Comment, John. Eight shooters, CIA, mob, Cuban hitman, Three behind two. Oh God, there's so much information there. Charles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. There's so much. If you go into the actual specifics, you could be here all night, really. But uh, look, the thing about yeah. it is, John, which I love about your work is that you know you 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 lift the uh, you you pull back the curtain, and then those of us who are interested can look and come to our own conclusion. So I think you do a great service and it's such a pleasure thank to have you. you on with us. So John, thanks again for everything. Thanks everybody, wherever you are, for, uh, for, for, for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow night uh, with Alana Mercer. We're gonna be talking about lots of stuff then. So tune in then. And uh, that's it for tonight. Good night from John and myself. Good night, everybody. Good night, thank you.